What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing good. It's another podcast day. What's better than that? I mean, it's hard-pressed to think of better things if you look forward to this show than this show coming out with a new show. What? Hi, my name's Sean. It's episode 332 of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, We are coming to you live as we record on twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat in case you're interessanted. I am not alone. Okay. Uh, it's not how I roll. I like to have snuggle time with my boys. Um, and he's giggling already. I love him to death. What's up, Johnny Bear? How are you doing? I'm good, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, generic white dude number one here. <laughs> Welcoming you to Weekly Games Chat. How you guys doing? Generic white dude numero uno. Uh, John, are you... Uh, I know last week we had some uh, poopy time that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that thoroughly uh, disrupted possible beer beer chat. Are you drinking a, a, a nice brewski this week? I am not. Um, I'm on some medication. Yeah. <laughs> right oh, oh man, chat time. So so the <laughs> so the issue uh, so the issue I was having um, last week turned out to be not what we were all discussing. That it was. It had nothing to do with that. Right. It was this pressure tightness discomfort in my stomach it was um it was uh, a uti Ooh. oh <clears throat> i've never had one of those she told me she was clean she said she was clean brah should have got her name <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny no, i don't know i don't i have no idea why uh but hey old man chat returns Welcome. tell me why <laughs> Uh, you're, you're not that, well, I hope you feel better. And that means you're probably on some, some stuff to make you better. Hence no alcohol makes sense. Crystal effing clear. Uh, speaking of crystal clear, look at that camera. If you were on uh twitch.tv, you'd see how clear Chris looks. Chris, what's up? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. <laughs> you ready no, to play some age of empires, right? Let's go do this. John, you got it. So share your screen. Here we go, boys. Uh, So what happened? (laughs) So what happened uh, over the since the last time we chatted is I finally listened to Chris and our our good friend Josh and I downloaded Age of Empires Mm 2 along with Age of Empires 4 and we have been falling out and Chris has given me a nod because he told me so for many, many weeks and so did Josh. I just want to thank you guys for inviting me. It was really nice of you. Do you want to Remember come play time? with us? You forgot you had a hat on and you hit your mic. <laughs> um, I did technically reach out to you. Um, you did not. What is at this work, technically garbage? I, at work, I, I could, I, well, you got to know me. You got to know Sean E's, if you will. <laughs> I sent you a message at work and I said uh, something to the effect of we downloaded Age 4, we've been playing 2, and you kind of conversed. This is not verbatim, but you basically said you had either thought about getting four, but you have played two before. Hmm. Uh, and I said, you should get it and play with us. That's in chat. And you know, in our new current setup, it can't be deleted. So it can be checked. So, yeah, I, I played two. I used to, I played two a lot with my buddy on Steam, but he would play it on steam and I would play it on game pass. So yeah. it took, it would sometimes take 20 minutes for us to find each other online. Now, now basically, <clears throat> so Chris and I downloaded it through uh Xbox game pass. Right. Whereas we he like was playing it. his on steam. My version was on game pass. So it was difficult to connect. Right. 
So, but I got to say games pass to drive that one person crazy. Right. <laughs> um, but Josh, I think has it via steam. He does. And it is flawless. Chris will go in, he'll create a private lobby. Um, and we'll, we'll randomize like the map and the AI. Josh and I will join, uh, with of course a password for server safety and off we go. <clears throat> I, I've decided it's beyond, I can't even believe that I think I'm an RTS guy. They are fun. They're addictive. Just, oh my God. It's, it's fun until you get beat. Then, then you yeah. pound your head against <laughs> a desk. You cry for about 10 minutes and then you go, ah, screw it. Let's do it again. Let's, let's, let's run, <laughs> run it, run it back. Yeah. We had a, we had a little spill where we were lost back to back. It was devastating. Yeah. Uh, it technically, we came out of the losing column with a win on our last game last night, but it might've had like an asterisk cause the AI was dumb and we haven't seen him be that dumb. It was crazy. Uh, Josh was, wants to play Chris and I like head up. I'm not ready for that yet. I think Josh should take Josh. Me and Josh have played before. Head uh, up way back. Yeah. I yeah. think you could take him. Maybe. I don't know. Back in like, if it was college days, probably. Cause I was, I was knee deep in it back then, but I don't know. I've had to slowly remember certain tricks of the trade as uh, we've been playing here. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. What's up uh, in chat? I don't know if this is new, uh, but there's a, it, we got a notification on Twitch that we have a first time chat from a viewer. So mm. this is special. I want to recognize that viewer. What's up, Tom? Uh, Tom says, peace out boys. I was hoping to stick around for longer, but I'm passing out after night shift. Totally dude. this like, yeah, this bedtime for you. Uh, sun's we'll getting get low, big chat. guy. Yeah, we'll um we'll get some beer chat next week. Hopefully, if John doesn't, I'll I'll get something going. Maybe one of those little manly margaritas I drink. Uh, but thanks for thanks for saying what's up. Uh, and and also Nacho, our head our head boy is here saying howdy and uh, also working and everybody's working and listening. Uh, that's awesome. We appreciate you. Technically, are we working and listening right now? Working for the whoa. Man. Whoa. Um, you know what's not working for me? Mm. Uh, I well, I should say prior to about two hours ago, a Paramount account. What do you mean by Paramount account, Sean? Paramount, Paramount Plus to watch freaking Yellowstone. <laughs> Where have I been for four seasons? And apparently, it's all the talk. John, you're shaking your head. No, what's up on that? Uh, is it on Paramount Plus? Yeah, I moved over there this year. Okay. It had yeah, been on Peacock were- for a while. It had been on other things, but that's where it is now. Because See, I guess this stuff makes there. no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. It's like, you know, where do I want to watch? Um, what's that? Uh, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. HBO Max. Where do yep. I want to watch Friends, which is, you know, was on NBC. Oh, it's on HBO Max. <laughs> where do I want to watch a Paramount produced TV TV show Yellowstone. Oh, you can watch that on an NBC run Peacock. <laughs> Peacock. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. The, the way, way that all things- the dude, right. Continue that thought. Like the way things have gotten to where there's all, and we, we, we talked about this. We were not the first to talk about it, but we said at some point very soon, everything was going to be a la carte and all of the things you liked, you'd have to pay a, a little monthly fee for. 
Yeah, most people are paying more for their nine ninety nine subscriptions to streaming services than they ever were for DirecTV. It's just sad. I'm one of them. What do I got? I got I got Peacock, Paramount, uh, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I mean, <laughs> ESPN. I got all it's of been, it, it's dude. Been. I I'm and I'm that way. I mean, it's it's slightly off topic, but in the same in the same zone. I'm I'm finding out that I'm looking at my my bank account and every I got Spotify, I, t- I just all these other things in addition to video stuff. And I, I'm like, you're right, John. It's like I used to complain about the one little thing I had for Directv, or it is like a <laughs> little did I know Game Pass. I think little the, did, little. <clears throat> I guess the difference why people are probably okay with it. One, you turn on and turn off with ease versus anyone who's ever tried to return the cable box. That's a fun adventure <laughs> right. right there. Right. Uh, Where's that second remote? You know, no. <laughs> the other thing just being that I guess it's the convenience, right? Because yeah. it's like direct TV or whatever. It's like. I got to make sure that I have DVR space and it can only record the things there versus like if I just wake up tomorrow and go, for instance, like Paramount Plus. Oh, okay, Yeah. Let's go see what this Yellowstone's all about. I could just, you know, call out of work and for the next 12 hours. Boom. Yeah. Just watch it. Yeah. There is something about paying for what you want Mm -hmm. when you want it and being able to turn it off. It's the problem. That last little part, people forget to turn off the subscription, even though it's available. You forget. Uh, and then and then I found some companies, I'm not saying all of them, but recently out of the music services, I kept Spotify. There's another very kind of popular one that I wanted to turn off. My free run had had went over and I realized Apple. I'm not using Apple Music, which I'm, I still have. I, I use Spotify. It's those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have, by default, I've got Sirius XM because it's in the car and I got the free app with it just because of what I pay. Um, so there's another big one. And that sucker to to unsubscribe and cancel my card. Dude, you know what? Bringing it back to video games, try to cancel your Microsoft card and put a new card in. You got to go through a weird website. You got to do some crazy stuff. Hmm. They make it really hard to unsubscribe sometimes, but sometimes it bees like that. Just be, be aware of that. One of the funniest things to me, you know, when we go to the second and Charles, they always try to give you the free subscription. (laughs) Have fun with that too. Um, but speak, let's get, let's stay on the train, the, the, the thought of movies and that kind of video stuff. Mm-hmm. So Chris and I loosely discussed this today and John, I'd like to hear your thoughts, but the internet's going crazy over Spider-Man's poster. It's legit. That means it's getting close. And Chris and I dissected it a little bit today, but we were kind of busy with work. Have you seen it yet, John? Have you seen all the buzz about it mm-hmm. on, on what it's supposed to mean? So there's the big a big one. Very yeah, obvious. Chris, you tell them. <laughs> there's a very obvious person in the background flying around. <laughs> Let's just go with that. There might be some other ones, but uh, there's a very obvious one <laughs> that's very big to uh, those who have um, watched the original trilogy, I guess. In the background, I see Goblin. Yeah. There's a Goblin. Yep. That's the, a big one. In the foreground, I see Sean's Richard. <laughs> um, so the sand in the background could be a hint that Sandman is also in the movie. Well, that's already well. No, is it Sandman? No, who was um, Jamie Foxx's character? Yeah, Electro he's, he's and uh, Electro. The, there's ele- there's an electric. There's lightning. Down. 
Yeah. 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 And then in the, I heard today and I read me and Chris were kind of like, eh, look in the bottom left. There's a face. I don't believe this. I'm trying to expand it. And I haven't seen any, after you what? said that from wherever you saw it, I haven't seen anything else like where people are. This was on IGN. They were just uh, hypothesizing. Okay. Bottom left. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the face that they are say, saying is Mephisto. They wouldn't do Mephisto. Hmm. Well, and then I don't know if you saw this later in the day, Tom Holland came out and basically I'm summing this up. The movie's brutal dark and sad and he said he also swears up and down that there's no um there's no spider-man in it what he swears up and down there's no but he's i will tell you he, uh, he's spider-man while you are looking at this stuff be careful yeah, because there are supposed uh <laughs> leaked images from the set out so yeah i read that uh somewhere today saying be careful while going around the twitterverse and the reddits and all that because you never know spoilerage yeah never know when someone's gonna have a picture in your feed that you know you didn't want to see yeah when um <laughs> if i if i randomly chuckle our twitch chat's kind of hyped tonight um and aa ron's in the house uh hey, hey, we also hey. got a second first time viewer chat notification which is hype uh, first time chat from viewers, so that means you may have been here before. But it's AA Ron, and if long time listeners, um, he wrote in a long time ago, a lot, and uh, he he pointed out that they remembered the top five game, top five games of all time episode. That's a classic. Did that get Thanos, or is that one still around? That probably got Thanos. Oh no, we got to do. Hey, another there one. you go. There's episode four hundred in the book. <laughs> we got to do another one. Uh, all time five games, uh, version 2.0, right? Um, who knows? Who knows? But it is good to have you here. Thank you so much to everybody hanging out in that chat. Uh, Chris is going to get, this is, this is the part of the show where Chris is going to give me heat, John. Um, and he said, we have to discuss it and here we go. I'm going to start it and watch how he unloads on me. So this weekend out of the blue on Friday, Friday, Friday at lunchtime. Yeah. Friday. My wife. Your wife texts me and she goes, actually, she calls me. I need a yes or no right now. And I thought, oh, dear God. (laughs) Is this marriage over? (laughs) Is this over? And she goes, I can get you tickets right now to the LSU game. Alabama football was playing LSU football in Tuscaloosa. That's a big one. Do you want to go? Emphatically, yes. Uh, Counter. Are you sure you said answer yes or no? Yes. Uh, what's, what's the catch? What's the deal? So apparently there was a former uh, a person who went to Tuscaloosa that we know that works with us needed to get rid of the tickets. They couldn't go. They were going to give them away for free. Fun fact, we, we gave her a good little tip for the tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to go to T-Town and, and the, the, the catch is I'm taking Tinley. We haven't been since she was six or seven. She was all about it. It was great. It was a night game. Uh, and if you watch college football, Alabama beat LSU this this past week. But that is factual. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> they they did win the game, but it was closer than a lot of folks thought. But if you're, and I'm being honest, if you're an Alabama fan, if you're an LSU fan, those games that's like a it's turned into this weird rivalry, especially since Nick Saban became the head coach of Alabama. 
It just has. It elevated. But this year in particular, LSU has not been that great. No offense to anyone in Baton Rouge that's listening. You guys know your record. You know your losses. But you guys came ready to play. And y'all dusted us up a little bit. And y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got, y'all got some people nervous. So I'm sitting there in the stadium and and uh, Alabama, I think, they lost the toss, so they got the ball first. Everybody always wants the ball in the second half, and we we go like three and out or some mess. It's terrible. LSU, we're looking pretty good. They're driving down the field, and we get to a fourth down. I think a timeout happens or something, and and we come out of the TV timeout, and they convert a fake punt, which leads to a touchdown. And I'm thinking, oh, oh dear no. God, <laughs> oh dear God, I've oh, driven no. three and a half hours in the cold at night to watch this. Um, but basically what happens is, and Chris will say it's the, the whole game was in theory, my fault. Mm-hmm. And he's got this whole thing. Cause so it gets, it gets cold to the point where in the third quarter, after the 50 something yard touchdown, um, I have to go like we're, we're freezing cold. We're not ready. And, and we're just going to go. And Chris said from then on, <laughs> it was my fault. Chris thoughts, prayers. You messed up in so many ways <laughs> with your responsibilities as an Alabama fan that game. You know, the defense was doing fine. Like, outside of the BS of the trick play and all that, after that they sailed in, they were just pretty much rock solid for most of the game. But Bryce was struggling. And never once did Sean think, I should get up from my seat in the uppers. <laughs> right. And walk all in the uppers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and walk all the way down and go, Bryce! Tighten the F up. <laughs> Tighten the fuck up, buddy. And maybe um, he did do that, but, you know, it didn't seem like it. And then we actually had this little pocket we were doing good. And the thing that you should know, when you're doing good, you don't change anything. Everyone sits right. where they are. If you're at home and the volume is at a certain level, you're not moving off that volume. If Joe got up and took a piss with one leg up, guess what you're doing? Got to keep next the leg hours? up. Yeah. Got to keep doing it. It's the way this yeah. works. Sean leaves. The moment Sean leaves, it goes downhill for another 12 minutes and we barely hold on because we we could block a uh, Hail Mary in the end zone, apparently. Yeah. We Wilson Phillipped it. We held on for one more day, John. That was the reference. Um, So it was was a great time in T-Town. The funniest thing from the whole trip. uh, So it it, it happens as, as your child gets older, if you have children. Um, you're used to as a, an adult that you occasionally might smell marijuana. People smoke it. It happens when you're in your hometown and you kind of live out where it's possibly that a skunk is around. You can, you can go, ah, I might be a skunk might not necessarily, but sometimes you just, it's not a skunk. It's, and you say, you know, it is what it is. So we're sitting there and we're kind of near the student section in oh, a no. stadium. <laughs> of people watching football college and kids the wind's blowing it's cold and all of a sudden Tinley goes dad do you smell that and i go yeah babe i do and she goes dad there ain't no skunk here <laughs> lord that, college kids and that was the day the innocents died for that that's child. it thanks a lot students at tuscaloosa also you know, you know when you you've been to a college football game or a sporting event. For some reason, girls like to dress cute. I brought this up where I work, and I let the girls tell me why 
this happened. So Tinley was watching college level kids, and this was like probably high 30s temperature, low 40s, high 30s, short skirts, barely no jacket. And I'm freezing. I got a hoodie on and jeans. And it's all to look cute, right? And Tinley was like, Dad, I don't think I'm going to look cute. I want to wear hoodies and jeans forever. <laughs> I was like, you go, girl. Do what you do. But we had a good time. It was safe. And I'm sorry that I caused pain. Um, and I left my seat at the wrong time and, and all that stuff. It's amazing, though, how quickly you can be forgiven right after the game. And then we can just drink beer the rest of the night because we were at home. And, you know. Yeah, it, it quickly fades away to the the background of the rest of the dude. Night, Sean. <laughs> a drive home from a sporting event that's several hours away from your house after the sporting event, yeah, is devastating. Yeah, I feel bad for you. It's it's rough. I think I, I did, like I said, uh, I almost end up going too after you got your tickets because yeah, I talked with a friend of the show Jeff, and luckily, I think for the our sake, he was smart enough to go. The game is at seven, Chris, because, you know, you, yeah. you have the, I mean, since you were going the kid, I kind of figured like the the idea of you guys being there four quarters, that's, that's just, that's a hard thing to see with a kid, you know, especially she was, in, she was into the football game, but yeah. what I, what I relate to her, it wasn't about the game. It was about the time with her. Mm-hmm. So if we were ready to go, we were ready to go. You know, your exactly. priorities kind of changed. But obviously that, yeah. if me and Jeff are going, you know, short of it being a blowout, which it wasn't, we were going to be there to the very end, you know? So you had to be, the crowd was hype. I listened yeah. on the way home from the radio, John, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, Georgia fan, no worries. This past weekend team looked fantastic. Uh, good times. So y'all, you guys are still set up. You're going to represent the East in Atlanta. The West is still up for grabs. Auburn didn't help uh, the iron bowl hype. I mean, thank God they 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 did end up losing. Um, Helped eliminate themselves. Yeah, they kind of. <laughs> if they do beat us, when I say us, I hate when I say that. But just for clarity, if they beat Alabama now in the Iron Bowl, it'll just suck because they beat us. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be the sting of now they're going to Atlanta and you lost. That does suck. But uh, Chris, have you watched any soccer? You know your team, Southie. No, nope, just it's fine. It's probably fine. Uh, Nat has been watching, you know, we assigned Nat a team and he has been watching the Patriots. Uh, and, and this is a tease, a radio tease for later. He even sent us a message in uh, Twitter mm. with a question about American football. So stay tuned for that. But uh, any other things you guys wanted to add, John, did you get into anything? Um, any, any mischievous stuff this week? Did you have a good time? Chris, you got anything? John, you can go first if you want. If you got something. He's muted. Yeah, you're muted, John. He's muted. <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm good. Nothing. <laughs> have you been have you been chiming in and we just been rolling right over you? No. Okay, good. Thank God. Um, only other thing I That's got. So funny. <laughs> I did watch the uh, big movie release. I guess of the week. The was it the harder they fall on Netflix. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say Eternals. No, I did not watch that. <laughs> I will hold off on that one. Um, pretty good movie. Not perfect, but if you like westerns and you like watching Idris Elba be a mean sob, go watch it. And then uh, I mean. 
I think like the pacing and sometimes isn't great, but the acting throughout, uh, what's his name? Jonathan majors and Lakeith Stanfield, especially are pretty big standouts. I think for their little parts. Well, not little parts. They have good supporting parts, but Idris Elba. Don't cross the star of the show. Don't cross the man. That's why I would tell you. He's top notch. He definitely goes Luther in this. (laughs) My, uh, my Netflix algorithm is now just feeding me space stuff, international Mm. space station, space travel, space launches. What has happened? I don't know. Space. Space. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, if we got anything else, we we've always said if, if it becomes unnatural, we got to just go on. We got to move on, cut our ties and, and get ready for the topic time, which it's going to be lit this week. I hope so. I, I mean, I hope you remember the game because you beat it and yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. Been a while. But John, I was John's fresh play. on playtime. That was why I was able to play Age of Empires too all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> but we we all three are going to probably have our our fun at Forza. Next so week, you never yeah. know how that's going to play out. That could be next week's episode, maybe. I'll be ready. A little tease. I'm full of teases today. Ooh. Uh, all right. Well, if you're ready, Chris, John, if you're ready, I'm ready. I mean, John, I like that hat, by the way. What is that, John? Top golf. It's nice. I like the color scheme and cool. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? We have made it to the promised land of topic time for episode 332. If you've been listening the entire time, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed our um, our fun intro time. We love doing that together. Sometimes John looks like he wants to punch me, and that makes me happy during that segment. Um, if you skip to right to here, you're kind of, you got things to do. We appreciate that. And you want to hear what we got to say about this week's topic. I'll shut up and let Chris do the proper introduction, and we'll go from there. How about that? Chris. The topic is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, the best part is I'm pretty sure I have a new neighbor moving in (laughs) upstairs right now. So that is a great introduction. What it's like to be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Where's the other neighbor? He's he's moving. He apparently like. Three weeks ago, just started packing up, and he got a girl, and they were moving out, and I was like, okay, all right, and and I was I was expecting usually when that happens, like I get a couple of weeks, right, you know, or a month or two, just by myself, but no, I could hear him getting the apartment ready earlier this week. I was like, okay, that got someone. So wow, hey, hey Sean, hey. the uh, the the slogan, or what I would determine the slogan for this game, the mm. official slogan. Reminds me of you so much. The um because the slogan is we've got this. Probably we got this. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like that's just guardians and which in is general. you know, like you going, it's probably fine. It's probably, it's probably fine. Fine. it'll be yeah. okay. It's, Work it out. It is meanwhile just devastation everywhere. Right. It's it's fine. I'm Dude, that's so like funny. The rocket raccoon. Well, you mean it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> and then Groot. I am Groot. 
Yep. John Segrude. <laughs> it's like, oh man. I'm starting to understand what he says. Right? <laughs> it's amazing. You kind of feel it? Him and Kenny, I mean, you just can, uh, from South Park, you, you don't know what they're saying, but you know what they're saying. You know what they mean. Um, yeah, you you know. So when this game, I think we saw this game last like at State of Play about a month or so. No, two months ago, right? And I think I made the offhand comment that I was like, I didn't need to see this game in here. Mainly because I was, my thinking was there was nothing they were going to show me in this trailer that was either going to win me over, which I was kind of like on the fence or was going to like turn me off of it. It was, I thought you were either, I think John, you were more of like, I'm, I'm down to try this out already. And I was more of like, I got to wait and see, you know, and just know what the heck this actually is going to be before I commit. Um, you know, and luckily, and then somebody said mass effect. Yeah. Someone said mass effect and uncharted. Now my eyebrows went up and I was like, Oh, hello. (laughs) So that's what made me pick up this game. <laughs> but, um, you know, I have to say beating this game. <clears throat> Wait, I, Sean, did you hear how the way he said that? Yeah. Beating this game. Always, he always makes it first and foremost to know that he beat a game mm-hmm. where you and I, well, one, I've hardly ever beat games, but you'll be like at the end, you'll say, you know, I beat it and I, you know, so it's just you do it smooth, Chris. You got to know from the jump he beat it, and he and did you beat gotta, it. You got to give you got to give Chris props. You know, he he's got a lot on his plate. I don't know how he finds the time. Dude, to it's ridiculous. Play all these games. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's Go awesome. ahead, Chris. Go you ahead. Know, I didn't watch the World Series as much. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, when I when I got done with it, and I sat back and I thought about it. It's funny like that people are comparing like to say this is a little bit like Uncharted. And I definitely think we can get into that, that this pulls a lot of tricks that Uncharted does in their games. Right. But not so much like the style of the gameplay. But when I finished this, it, it made me feel very similar to how I felt after I beat the first Uncharted, which for those who don't remember from way back, like. The first Uncharted game is not a perfect, like, masterpiece or anything. It was Naughty Dog trying something new. Um, and the things that hit really well out of the park were really good. But it had some things where you're like, oh, that could be improved. Combat could be a little bit better, right? Um, you know, just the flow of some parts of it could be shored up and they could expand upon this. And the first thing I thought when I got done with that game was, I can't wait to see what the next one is because if this studio can take what they have and build upon it there, there's potential to have something that could be one of the best out there. And luckily that came true with uncharted two and then three and four afterwards. Um, but I had a lot of that here where I was like, man, there's a lot of good. There's some things I could criticize about this game, but man, oh man, the things that got right and it hit, make me go, I really can't wait to see if this studio comes back and takes their engine and the things they've set up and says, okay, how do we improve X, Y, and Z and think of another good story and see where we're going from here. I think this is a lot of potential for, for, uh, Eidos Montreal, uh, which makes me excited because 
for a long time, these dudes like have been making quality games, but I just don't think they've ever made a game that hit it big in the way that Square was hoping it would hit for them. Um, John, early thoughts, impressions, prayers. Um, this game's pretty good. <laughs> I'm, All right, I've been I've been enjoying it. Uh, it's it's kind of I don't know. I, I've been kind of in a rut. I don't know if I because I, I don't I don't want to lay it squarely on the game. It, mm-hmm. I mean, I've just kind of been in a gaming rut, um, just not being in the mood. Um, but I've gotten, gosh, I, I don't know, eight to ten hours in, something like that. So I'm I'm a decent way in, um, and it feels. <clears throat> It feels like it feels like what uh, Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the things that shine in this game are the storyline and the characters. And because if you didn't get those right, I mean, it was it, it was dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, the my <laughs> my least favorite character, and that's not saying a lot because I don't have any problems with him, is. Uh, is Peter Quill. Hmm. He kind of, he kind of looks like, um, who's the guy that, who's the guy that plays Joel? What's that guy? Troy and, Baker. Uh, yeah. He looks like Troy Baker, but less punchable. <laughs> if you, you know, uh, he just, he, he's got, he's, he, he kind of reminds me of, I'm just like, why, why does, why is Troy Baker <laughs> Peter Quill? Um, but, but for the most part, the characters, um, I kind of like this Drax more than I like um, yeah. um, Batista's version of him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he, he's he Batista's version is pure comic relief and it's great, but this one kind of gives you more of the comic book version of what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, love, I, you know, I, I just, so yeah, I mean the, the storyline and, and, and the characters and, and their personalities really, shine through um that's to, but and to me that that's the one thing they had to nail otherwise everything else would be kind of a failure um you know as far as to me the story the not the story but the gameplay can be so uneven at times it, at times it feels like a walking simulator and then at times it's like combat in your face all of a sudden for you know, the next 45 minutes. And it's just, it's like, it, it's, it's, it almost feels a little off balance um, in that regard. Um, some of the, some of the, I haven't seen a lot of the effect that some of the dialogue choice has yet. So I don't have any real opinion on that, but mm. uh, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not huge on dialogue trees and, I mean, it's not like it's a tree. It's like one choice or the other, but um, I haven't really seen the, the, the fruits of that labor yet, but, but overall, I mean, I could, I mean, my two senses really enjoying it. I'm very entertained by it. I'm looking forward to finishing it. Um, so that's where I'm at. I mean, mm. if, if you love, if you love, if you love story uh, and characters like this, and if you love guardians, this, I mean, you can't miss this. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, getting into the the choices, I think it's more of those. It's not like Mass Effect completely, like of uh, you know, completely different 
outcomes necessarily, right? It's more of like, I would say closer to, I'm trying to think of a good comparison, maybe Walking Dead, where we all know where we're going. It's more of like, how do you want to, like, what colors do you want to put in the color book versus what colors do I want to put in mine of the same image, right? Like, maybe maybe your Peter Quill's a little bit more of an a-hole in direct, right? The team's going to eventually get to where they need to be. Whereas maybe my Peter Quill is always guys, come on, we got to come together, do this, you know, thing and all of that. Um, and there can be, you know, I think options for conversation and such that come up based on how you approach those and how you treat certain characters. Um, I think, for me, apparently Penny is going off right now, uh, <laughs> but um, let's uh, back up here. So for and I guess give some setup for the game because we haven't actually really said what this is about. So this it's is about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's about Guardians of the Galaxy. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. So in this one, this is not the MCU. This is its own thing. Hence Marvel. Do, do that. I'm fine with it. I, I like it when they don't tie things because then they have freedom to actually just go do whatever the heck they want you know and that makes it funner for me you're but, not uh, wrong but also at some point they're going to want to tie this in some kind of way and it's going to be a thing but um maybe i'm wrong the maybe set not. the set for here is that when go right over it it's fine <laughs> where the game is is when you start is kind of like the guardians of the galaxy have already formed and i guess if you want to do the comparison right it would be Guardians 2. Think of it like the start of Guardians 2, where there was some sort of event before this game that brought the Guardians together, where they formed their group, but they're not really like some tight-knit family at the start Look, of this game. They're Chris, more just a can, bunch of people together. We can assume that what happened prior hmm. had something to do with some legendary dance-off. Probably. We could go with that. I think that's <laughs> still fair. <laughs> probably Ronan. He was probably there. Um... But, uh, you know, here they're kind of trying to figure out, like, okay, are we going to do jobs? Uh, are we trying to be good guys? All that. And as such, you get, like, a lot of conflict at times, especially between the two you would probably expect because it's those two who always butt heads the most. Uh, until they find themselves kind of thrust into a situation that they have to deal with promptly because <laughs> it can be very bad for them. And then one that gives way to a larger story that the question then becomes, can these people get out of each other's way? And instead of arguing consistently over each other, begin to listen to one another and, and begin to work together, become the family that we know of guardians of the galaxy, right. And work to save the universe. Um, and the, the, gal the galaxy, not the universe. Oh yeah. The universe. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all oh, the yeah. same thing. <laughs> right. But, um, I have to say, I think the story, like, as John said, like the characters, it feels like a guardians of the galaxy story. And it feels like guardians of the galaxy characters, maybe versus like something like Marvel's Avengers, where it didn't necessarily always feel that to me. Like, even though they weren't doing the MCU, it never really felt like they had a story that was so grounded that made sense uh, in the world of, like, what I would want an Avengers story. It's the exact opposite here, you know. These guys, as you're going, John talks about this, there's a lot of downtime between combat 
in this game. And the thing that they consistently have going the whole entire time is banter between these five uh, teammates. You know, Rocket and Quill consistently giving jabs to one another. Gamora just telling them how they're all idiots <laughs> that need to grow up. Drax doing deadpan literal, uh, you know, takes on things because he doesn't understand sarcasm and Groot just chilling out being Groot. And, uh, you know, when he needs to bring the group together, he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can all agree that Groot is the one that always has, he, he seems to always know what's going on. Correct. <laughs> Nobody else does. <laughs> Correct. Um, but, but it, it's more than that because even as you go through this, for those who are Marvel fans, especially, there are deep cuts in here uh, of appearances, and they don't just show up maybe once in the whole entire game, and that's it. Like they're they will introduce characters, bring them back later on, reference, have things that they're talking about throughout, and all of a sudden, just that shows up in the game, and you're like, oh wow, we're doing this right now. And those moments are just so cool, so well done. And it never once feels like script wise that this team ever drops the ball. Like that's the biggest plus I could give is for a series where it is primarily about people talking and being uh, smart a-holes to one another is consistently there and is consistently just as good as say James Gunn's version of this for that he does for two and a half hours, you know, and they're doing it for like 18 hours. Um, even if like sometimes I, I, I find, I feel like most people, if there's one, they're going to have a gripe with, it's probably going to be rocket just because he's very, very much like rocket. <laughs> um, and it can get a little hard at times, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I was muted. I'm sorry. No, I, I no, I said that's what she said. Ah. I did my thing, and because you said it can get hard, some uh, never mind. Hey ho, Chris, Chris, how, did you play this on uh, PC? I did. How did it? How did it go for you? It ran like a freaking champ. I'll tell no you, no glitches. I would have, I have <clears throat> one or two where I I fell through parts, but I guess it would do a thing after about ten seconds where I would then it would reset the screen and I would be, you know, kind of out of harm's way, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And the only other thing I did have a couple of times where I noticed there were audio issues. Um, and I'd have to just reload the game real quick, but that's pretty fast on PC. So it wasn't, I never had like a game crash or anything like that or max slow down, slow down. Or yeah. Rate. I've had the game crash on me twice. Ooh. The first one was after the, um, introductory chapter when you're in the cock when you're in the cockpit and the person from uh, the person from Novacore comes on screen <laughs> everything just sort of you know freezes and then my first real firefight with Novacore mm. um like i i i took down everybody in the room but the combat music and the dialogue kept going it's like it the, uh, the game never caught up to my yeah, to my to my goal yeah. and I had to restart both times and to and be honest with you, the fact that I glitched, um, after the prologue, I, I put the game down for a couple of days. It mm. kind of just, it kind of just gave me, ugh, is this, is it, are we really going to be like this? But yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had two instances so far and I'm only halfway through the game where I had to sort of restart it. 
Wait, did you play it on PC as well? <clears throat> PS5, sorry. Good call. I, it was on PS5. That's why and I asked. It, and, it, and it crashed on PS5 <clears throat> twice. I mean, if we want to call it crash, I guess. But yeah. it just, you know, it, it. I couldn't progress. So I guess that's a crash. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal any of Chris's thunder, but, um, to me, aside from the music and the characters, Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite moments of this game is when you're in the middle of a boss fight or combat and you have this huddle. Oh yeah. The huddle. Um, And it's like, it looks cool. It's kind of like, you know, you, you huddle up the group and they come up to you and you sort of have to read between interpret kind of what they say, what the general mood is of the group. And, and it gives you the ability to respond based on how they're feeling. <clears throat> and then you, ju- and then, and then you launch in, if you, assuming you answer, um, give kind of give the best feedback to the group, you break and you go in. And I swear that was, uh, I don't think I've ever played a video game being Rickrolled. It was awesome. I mean, you, <laughs> You start playing this boss fight, you get into this heavy action sequence and Never Gonna Let You Down by Rick Astley starts playing. And it's just, it's, it's so, it puts you on such a high. I mean, mm, the, is the it sound, euphoric? Yeah. It, the, 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 it, it, it would have been, it would have been very disappointing had they not managed oh, no. track that at least oh. James Gunn made prevalent in the series but you know you also have to appreciate uh square enix going after these these songs and going hey we want to play this song we want to play this i don't know that i've ever been had a video game that played you know actual i don't want to say real songs every every song is real but i know what you, you know, mean. classic like, yeah. classic soundtrack like that hmm. i'm yep. sure it exists somewhere but it was a very i mean sean you said it right i mean it's such a euphoric thing when certain music would come on classic songs from the eighties. I just, it was awesome to play, um, uh, firefights like that. There's <laughs> something about to be said to hear Drax scream. I will fight with you, Peter Quill. And then all of a sudden wham comes on and you know, here we go. We're, we're, we're jitterbugging this. <laughs> I think that's the song. God um, or, or like, mighty, yeah, man. you know, like, or, or then like, you know, uh, Groot just goes, I am Groot. <laughs> and then, oh, here comes tears for fears blasting away or new kids well, on the block. There, there's a ton of variety in this. That's like right well, up my jam. Like well, Chris, I, mean, I was about to say, Sean, I, I would, I would say, I mean, Chris, I would assume he would agree with me here. Oh yeah. This is a Sean game. I yeah. really think this is a Sean game. I think you would enjoy it a good bit just cause like I said, it, it's got that uncharted kind of vibe where, you know, there's a lot of story to it. Right. And there's a lot of big set pieces, uh, as you're going through, um, even the combat to some degree outside of the fact that there's no get behind cover, but you know, it's just kind of, it's not the most complicated combat in the world outside of doing yeah. these special moves, I guess, with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, Which, what, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. We should probably touch on yeah. how that works. So combat, no matter you're wondering like, okay, it's guardians of the galaxy. Am I playing as all them? Does it switch up? No, you are always Peter Quill. And if we're being honest, he is the main character. Like this game starts with literally Peter Quill waking up in his, uh, back at when he's on earth in his, yeah, with in his, his mom. bed. Yeah. With his mom and all that kind with of the, stuff. With some mom jeans on right yeah. there. So 
in that mom that. 80s hair. Oh, man. That's perfect. You mean Got like it. his Joe Dirt mullet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what your mom. mom looked like in the 80s. That's what my mom My mom still looks like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> man, now I'm matching Pat that she way. She does. <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, combat, you're always Peter Quill. So, basically, Peter Quill has his two energy guns. Um, as he goes through the game, he his big thing over time, he gets his kind of elemental attacks. And Peter Quill kind of acts as the, uh, I guess, the person that he's really, for the most part, made to clear the way for the rest of the team to do mass damage on these enemies. And the way you do that is you have the ability to kind of shout out commands to your other four teammates on the team, you hold down the LB button, then you press the corresponding button of the character you want to use. And they have a, a kind of ring of move sets that you can use with them. And like, so, you know, you'll have someone who's weak to ice energy. So pure quills blasting away. He's got the ice thing. The shield goes down. Now I'm going to do Groot and he'll throw out his, uh, his long arms and tie him down so they can't move. And then I tell rocket to blast him, and he takes out a huge rocket launcher and just rains hell down on them. And if there are any left here, come Gamora and Drax to clean it up and finish the, uh, the killing blows, so to speak. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit like while Pierre Quill, I would say is like kind of just his gameplay for the most of the time is straight up shooter. It's also kind of mixing in a little bit of, I think if people are familiar, kind of like dragon ages combat where usually with dragon age, you're controlling one character, but you're giving commands uh, to others. Mass effect does it too, to a little bit lesser extent. I think it's a little bit closer to what dragon age does. It can be a little bit overbearing. I think at first until you understand which each of these characters does for you, right? What their responsibilities are. Right. But as you do go further in the game, I find that if you really work and you're reading the room and you are reading the new abilities as you unlock them for each one, they are fun. And they actually do kind of make you feel BA as a team when you start working everything together. There is a little point towards the end where I felt like it got a little too easy. Like, and I was, I was tempted near the end to bump it up and just see where it goes. Because if you do know what you're doing, it's like, you're going to take down people fast, but then you also have some enemies that they do spike. Uh, if you don't take care of them, you, you learn real quick, the enemies that you need to crowd control fast or else it's going to be death for everyone. But in a way that's a nod to how the guardians are when they, when they're primed and rolling, it's easy for them. Yeah. Um, when the new challenger comes up, it might take them a minute to, to figure out how to do it, Mm -hmm. but ultimately they get it done. So I think, I think instead of it being easy, maybe it was supposed to be like that. Maybe. Maybe, you know, um, to kind of reference but, that. But what up? But Chris, uh, I mean, my feeling when it came to the, de- you know, the decision to make him the main character, I think that was the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it still feels like you you are playing with every character. It just I don't know. It feels like the team is your avatar as opposed to just Peter Quill, at least for me. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was just playing the sing- single player game and. I, I just, it, it felt like the rest of the team were heavily involved in how you played this game. And it, it just, it didn't, f- I was worried that it felt like it would feel like the other characters would take a back seat, but mm-hmm. with the game design, you know, they've managed to make them front and center by making them heavily involved in everything you do. Yeah. Um, obviously you can play in a certain way where you don't have to do anything with them, I guess, but 
to your detriment. I mean, that wouldn't be, yeah, that wouldn't be incredibly wise, but yeah. at least for me, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that good at video. Yeah, games, I don't. So. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know if you were at the end. <laughs> like I said, there, there are a couple of enemy types. If at the end you're not using your teammates, I, I don't know how you're surviving that. Yeah. Thing. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, but no, I think you are right. It, it's very yeah. much like that's where when people were saying it's a little bit mass effect, it feels like that in the sense of like, I'm out. Where, <laughs> where Mass Effect is first and foremost the story of Commander Shepard. The reason why folks like me and others really love too is you know the whole entire idea of your crew and bonding with that crew and having these great storytelling moments where you could really relate to the things that they're going through. And um, I think John, where you're at, you might have seen one of them, I believe, with Drax. If you did the one I'm thinking of, on. Um, no, nowhere. Did you explore and find that? Um, I'm no longer, I'm no longer there. I just left there, but I don't know exactly. Okay. That's a no. What, yeah. what you're talking about, which, <laughs> yeah. which is actually, you know, which is actually what I'm hearing. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go through multiple playthroughs in order to, it, it's more mass effect than I thought, mm-hmm. you know, because you know you'll 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 have this dialogue choice where you're defending rocket and at the top of the screen it'll say rocket will remember yeah that you did this and this and this um but no i, I off the top of my head chris i don't know exactly what you're talking about with the gra- with the yeah. drax thing like drax i think was the one i probably like you know i think they have like a moment in the second movie where they kind of get to the deeper side of like drax and his pain and all that but man, it like for those who know that history of that character, like they they go right to it and it it's like real freaking relatable, you know, just the way it's presented to you and having conversations with him and hearing how he sees things. And then Peter Quill being like, well, this is how I see things and mm-hmm. where those two can mesh is like it, like there are parts later on this game with him uh even also with, I would say, Grimoire. Grimoire gets really built out well, too, I think, in the back half, where, like, yeah. there, there are some moments where <laughs> you're just like, yeah. is, is Guardians about to make me tear up here? Is I'm, I'm going to cry? I'm not. <laughs> oh, and, Sean, we should also mention, um, it's not just combat where the Guardians come into play. Like, everybody kind of has their special abilities that help you progress the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, and, and, and it, and it, and it's applicable to how they are as characters anyway, because you get rockets, your engineer, your, your technology guru. So he helps you along those lines. Groot can help you get to hard to reach places, you know, things like that. So I'm immediately thinking of Lego games, like Lego star Wars, where there's an icon that says like R2D2 <laughs> can get, you'll here. see like, you'll see a yeah. side of a mountain with like a little bit mm-hmm. of like shading to it. And you can be like, Hey, Grimoire, go jump up there. And she'll go jump up halfway, slam her sword into the side. And then, you as Pierre Quill can go up to her and be like, oh, let me jump up and she'll grab you and throw you up to a, a ledge or Drax will pick up a big rock and hurl it for you. Because <laughs> he That's can do awesome. that. Um, That's absolutely awesome. Though, okay, so getting to the, you brought up the upgrades. I think that if we're getting into criticisms of the game, I think that's the weakest thing. Like, yeah, I can. The, I can see that there's a, so like there isn't a ton of collectibles and stuff in this game. There is a ton of collectible outfits and I, I did go find all those. I was hunting for all those. And for those who love that kind of thing, like when you're playing the Spider-Man game and some of the 
uh, cool ones in there. There are some really cool ones in here uh, in choice selections from for all the. I mean, like even they give you a great one early on of um, you know Rocket Raccoon when he's uh, wearing like a he's got like an '80s blazer with sunglasses on. <laughs> Things Dude, like I missed that one. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, where did you get that one? <laughs> yeah, that's great. There's I some, think I've missed a lot of suits. Um, those, the only thing I have for Peter Quill is his, is the Nova core, mm-hmm. but you, you know, there's some of them, um, Sean, you get some that make you look like Drax from the movie. Yeah. You can get yeah. all the movie outfits if that's what you yeah, want. Um, and, and I actually like that. Like the, it's not like a, Hey, here's how many there are, or here's this thing that's going to just completely lead you to it. it is old school. Like they're like, you, you know, these are guys that are used to making these immersive Sims with huge levels with branching pathways and can allow you to play it. And here they're being asked to do something that's much more linear. So it kind of felt like they're like, no, we're going to make the puzzle solving. Like, while making the puzzle to advance forward might not be the hardest thing ever. And we'll give you hints towards it. Right. We want the person that's willing to kind of do, you know, like back when we played gear, Sean and like, you know, you and Adam would Wait, just we go gears. Yeah, we did. I never <laughs> took a day off. Uh, and like you and Adam would be like, we're not leaving this room until we cover every little part yeah, of yeah. it, you know, that kind of thing. And going like, Ooh, there is a little path there. I can send rocket down and he'll open this up for me. And now I can get back here and now Gamora is going to help me get up there and look, Oh, there's an outfit for me. You know, you just, you have to go that level deep to get to them. But the other side of it, the only are really collectibles is, you can find, you know, basically resource that you then give to Rocket who builds you upgrades. First off, I maxed out the upgrades. It's only Quill you can upgrade. I maxed them out maybe five hours before I beat, you know, the game. And um, as far as like what they do, the buffs outside of like increasing your health, and increasing your shields. None of them really felt like I was getting better or anything. It was just like, oh, okay, there's a thing. Spend on that. And, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't build out like there wasn't some huge skill tree where I was just going and really customizing my Peter Quill, for instance, to be something that I wanted to be. It was just like, okay, now we're going to let you do a a slow, you know, slow down of time when you dodge. And that was maybe like the most out of combat improvements I get. Uh, John, I saw you perk up. There are, of course, you know, resources that you get that will allow you to unlock new abilities for the other guardians. But that's just more of leveling when you're doing that versus uh, collecting stuff in the world. With your experience points. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, you know, combat doing that. Um, And those are designed, I think, where everyone's going to max out and you're going to have everyone's skill set completely unlocked by the end of the game. When you said doing combat, did you just do like an air pistol? Yeah, you did. Pew, pew. pew. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah. But see, you confuse me because you go it's Uncharted, but then you go it's Mass Effect. It's Uncharted like from the... I would say the progressing through the levels. Most of them. Like, Like most of the time what you're doing is... You land on a planet, right? And you're mm-hmm. going through and, you know, you can see the pathway and you can go, okay, we're going to, we're going to go across the ro- rocks where we're leaning our backs across. Right. And then Grimoire is going to help me jump up here and I'm going to open this pathway and then Groot's going to build us a bridge. So we go over here and all of a sudden we'll come to a section and a bunch of enemies will come down and we'll have a battle 
right? And then it'll this is be, reminding me of a Jedi Fallen Order ish. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a little bit like that too. Maybe not as open as yeah. as Jedi Fallen Order is because those were some pretty big open levels, right? Yeah. Um, it's just more of like I feel like when people are playing in charge, and this is in knock, but I feel like those kind of games you play them in the idea of I'm really just working to get to the next cutscene in the story. I want to see what's coming next in the story. And the important thing for those games to do is to give you really nice visual candy, really good banter and, you know, decent enough mechanics and puzzle solving and such that you feel entertained well, as man, you're going well, man, on that, that visual candy. Yo, right. That's what's up. <laughs> Didn't expect to hear that today. Right? Gotta be honest, visual candy in the house. Mm. And you know, that's, uh, that's why I would say, Above all else, it reminds me of Uncharted. Not necessarily, you know, there's no part where I fell down a ravine and, you know, Drax went, you know, Peter, no, it wasn't anything <laughs> like that, but, you know. That's a good throwback. <laughs> I like that. Um, That's nice. John, thoughts, complaints, prayers? Yeah, I'm kind of with you so far on the, on kind of the upgrade stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so far, it hasn't felt very meaningful. No. Um, but you're cold hearted, so. Yeah, I am to a There's huge that. degree. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm loving I'm loving the the atmosphere of the game. I'm 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 having a I mean, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. It's just. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It gives me I'm, I'm kind of with you, Chris. It, it gives me hope that there's more to do with IDOS. Mm-hmm. and this franchise um so hopefully hopefully there's there's more to come i'd like to see more you finished it i don't know if they i don't know if it kind of left it open-ended if there was a post-credit scene so we'll see about that i'll uh well after they had the funeral for peter quill yeah um <laughs> yeah i mean and they got the ashes in the comics so. what i also the other thing i appreciate again like going back to that this is um not the mcu as much as i like that mcu take i like that like even here like the origins like especially peter quills this is a little bit or a lot more closer to what it is in the comics you know he isn't the son of a god of a planet <laughs> when uh in the in this you know but like just his story and what he's gone through i love it and like you know there are characters that are talked about in this where i'm like Ooh, uh, man, if you did a sequel, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with them. Like, I just want them to make appearance. And there are some big ones that show up in this one. So, you know, in some other ones, I was not expecting. I talked to Josh. I was like, you're never going to guess what I just fought. <laughs> uh, and he he knew or he was like, oh, wow. OK, you know, just some big names and some weird ones. Like, you know, John was telling me this morning, he's like, yeah, I met Cosmo last night. I was like, <laughs> That's cool if they put Cosmo in this game and they made him yeah, cool. the way he is. <laughs> he was cracking me up too. It was funny. <laughs> so it, it seems like Idos has got you guys excited about this franchise, and I'm, I'm I can't help but thinking, or help help but think of how excited we were when Spider Man kind of got its new iteration from Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Like, are you guys that excited? Was do you think they executed it as well, or is that not even a fair comparison? I think they had the harder job. Because people knew what a Spider-Man game looked like. I played that before, you know, back when they had the Activision adaptations. Like, Spider-Man 2 on PS2, I believe it was, 
like I spent probably 80 hours in that game just flying around New York City and jumping Nerd. Off. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. And, you know, it was kind of like a thing. The moment they showed us that at E3 that one year, everyone was like, oh, you know, they were already kind of in. And then as soon as they showed gameplay and you show, you know, here's Spider-Man just swinging across the New York skyline. That's all you need here. You really had to sell us, especially after, again, what happened with Avengers. I think people were worried because they're like. Is this going to be some sort of thing where there's a half-baked mul- or single player followed by some terrible multiplayer thing that's just trying to get us to hang around for three years and dedicate our lives to this? You know, no one wanted that, right? Is it going to be a game where it's that only one guy that just heard that that wanted it? Oh, uh, <laughs> was it going to be a game where you know it was just a multiplayer campaign that was only six or seven hours, right? And depending if you're playing with friends kind of decide how well it was. No, like they sold this. They came in, they said, we can write these characters. We know what you're looking for. Uh, I mean, like on top of the soundtrack, the score for this game is amazing. Like it sounds as good as an MCU score. uh, In my opinion, at least like they, they nail it. Great game score. And I, you know, they had a lot of lifting to do because, again, I don't think most people who have watched the movies are really familiar with a lot of the characters that they deal with or the background. You know, they don't know about the Kree. They don't really know about Nova Corps that much. Right. Um, and there's a lot there and they go into all of this stuff and it's interesting. And John, did you feel that they had the harder job or? Did you think it was harder to sell the Spider-Mans to us? No, they definitely, um, Galaxy had the harder job, you know, particularly, particularly making your own version and making it successful. Um, because, you know, everybody, everybody who played the Avengers game griped about the fact that it didn't look like Chris Hemsworth and mm-hmm. Chris Evans and all that stuff. But, you know, may, playing this, made me realize that it wasn't necessarily that it was making characters that are interesting enough. So you don't have to worry about, um, the fact that Peter Quill isn't Chris Pratt or rocket isn't Bradley Cooper or Groot's not Vin Diesel. (laughs) To be honest, the rocket Bradley Cooper thing. I still, I don't understand how that's Bradley Cooper. So that disconnect easy. I will, I will say that, um, the most distracting character to get used to is Rocket because it's not Bradley Cooper. Really? I don't know. I just, it, it's, but he does a really good job. And even, and there are times when he actually sounds like Bradley Cooper. I suppose, like, to um, me, he sounds like a dude trying to do the Rocket from almost. There. Yeah. Almost. But he doesn't, he's not as, he's not as, um, he's not as grovelly as Bradley Cooper's um, version is. But, you know, uh, it's it's the atmosphere and the world that they create, and no matter what, ver- it, no, even if when I see it in the comics or the movies or or now the video game, when they remind you that the planet nowhere is the decapitated head of a celestial, I'm like, dude, this world is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it just is. I mean, a decapitated celestial, <laughs> and people are living on his head. Like even getting down to, you know, without spoiling 
like there was a part where I thought I saw something early on and I thought it was one thing and it ended up being something else in the same vein. But I was like, no one's really talked about that in a game or even like that much in the MCU mm-hmm. and where they take this and where they go with it. I was like, this is a cool thing. Cause it just opened so many other parts <laughs> to the story like that. I was like, Oh, now they're bringing this in. They're bringing that in. Like, there, there are parts of this like where where John is right now. I'm like excited for him because I'm like you you don't have you you still don't know, but you know, you know like it's about to get crazy, about to get real. <laughs> yeah, it goes. I mean, like you can get a couple of uh, different endings. I'll say that. Uh, you know, not I think intended to be mainline endings, but still, if you wanted to, you could do things to get them. <laughs> Much like a Far Cry game, right? Uh, but you'll see, you'll see. I, I, man, I, I, this is easily though my surprise of like all the AAA stuff I've played this year. This is easily the big surprise for me. Like I don't, I, I was like, I'm gonna maybe play this at some point when it's discounted, and then I saw, hey, it's got things that sound like Mass Effect and Uncharted. I guess I'll give it a try because I didn't have anything else at, at the moment, right? And. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, it shocked me. I was I was not ready for this to be what it is, and I'm just so happy it is. So slap your Richard on the table. I am going to go right now with kind of like I said, I started this out saying it reminded me at the end of the first Uncharted. I don't think this is a perfect game. I think it has a lot of great things to build upon. Um, and as such, with the story and the characters, and the fact, as John said. You can fight while listening to Rick Astley. It's got to be an 8.5 for me. There are times, and I wanted to go higher. I'll be honest. Like, the things that kind of ticked me off, it was like, I can't ignore it, you know? But, hmm, I I definitely, I want a sequel. I want it. I want it on Game Pass. John, are you, uh, do you have like maybe a chub or, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess like how you feel Lon's so far. Ban that guy. Wait, can I ban that guy? Oh, it's a really random, uh, um, yeah, I got it. You got it. All right. Yeah. I can see my, by the end of this, I can see myself scoring it exactly that Chris, mm-hmm. but I'm going to punt uh, on it because I just feel like I'm not, I mean, particularly with what you said just now. Mm-hmm. I've almost solidified my decision. You're like, I'm so excited for you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, well, that means I really haven't seen a good chunk of meat and potatoes. So I don't, I don't think it's appropriate necessarily to give my, um, give, give an, give an actual legitimate Richard on it. But well, what's, what's very cool is we do, we will from time to time have this banter going on in our Twitch feed. Mm-hmm. Um, so acid, everybody knows acid sugar, right? The, the legend, um, in the chat, he finds out that Draven has been streaming Guardians. He's been playing it as well. And so uh, so Acid says, well, you got a Richard so far? Draven says, yeah, I give it a nine so far. I'm loving it. So right there, you got an 8.5 from Chris, and one of your loyal Richards oh. is playing it and gives it a nine. Um, nine! <laughs> so there you go. This is, yeah, this is a can't miss. If, if you're on the fence about the game, um, I'm wondering if it's going to pop up on a Black Friday deal and you can snag it up and probably have a potential game of the year for you. Yeah, I think I'll say I'm with John. I think you should play this game, Sean. I think this would be right. I'm up going to out. get it as soon as we get done. 
but we got to fight. The, no cap. We're fighting the Huns and the Aztecs. Yeah, I know. I'll be back. But we got to start now. I can, just, I can just let you borrow it, Sean. You don't have to buy it if you don't want to. No, we've already been on this road before. You buy your game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great, great stuff, man. Um, Like legit. I was watching the video along with you guys, like I always do if I'm not playing the game you're talking about. And just seeing seeing it with a different lens by hearing your discussion about it. Because we don't try to talk too much about games before a podcast if we can help it. I think it it, it makes it better. We, about the most we'll do is like, like I'll say to John, be like, where are you at? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. He, that, that matters to him. He cares about that. Oh, Cause he wants to let you know he beat the game first. Let's keep it real. It's more of, well, I always, can't wait to tell you, oh, I beat the game. Where are you I, at? I, I, I always I, presume. He'll give, you a, he'll give you a look. You I, tell him where you're at. I always presume I'm ahead of you, but like, I'm always like wondering, mm-hmm. like, okay, where is he at? And all that, just because then it gives you something of an idea of like where we might be as far as our, uh, perspective of like what we're putting in like john's you know at this point in the game and you know i could see how maybe he might feel a little bit different based on where he is versus well, like here, here's say here's he a was a perspective you're you know, missing part. i think when you do that it puts pressure on on mm-hmm. someone that you ask that to and yeah. they don't feel like adequate chris well you know what that's your problem not mine see <laughs> but you've made your problem my problem and that's not cool were you at on Age of Empires 2? Are you in Castle Age yet? Exactly. Exactly. Ding. Chris has advanced to uh, Imperial Age. Imperial. Bro, I'm still on Feudal. Like, what's happening? I'm being attacked. <laughs> Guys, I need help. Ah. You guys want to do some news? That was no, yes. uh, Yeah, we'll do some news for sure. Okay. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 We got some news this week, and uh, we got peakage as well because that's what we do. But that makes us us, and we hope you like us. Um, without further delay, Chris, why don't you kick off the news? I didn't have John, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. Because I, I was told what I, I had. the face. Like, that's not. No, I'm not. We're going to delay more. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this. <clears throat> oh, let's get it out there. Hmm. There's a delay. <gasps> in Blizzard land. During their earnings report, and this is sad news, Blizzard announced, that the, <clears throat> announced the delay of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. While the two games never received an official release date, they were expected <clears throat> released in 2022. Now both titles are expected to be released in 2023 or beyond. Quote, these are two of the most eagerly anticipated titles in the industry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Sean. <laughs> and our team have made great strides towards completion in recent quarters. But we believe giving the team some extra time to complete production and continue growing their creative resources to support he titles, (laughs) I don't know, after launch, will ensure that these releases delight and engage their communities for many years to come. In the meantime, please enjoy Diablo Immortal coming to mobile in 2022. (laughs) Um, if if, if If I had to guess, 
and I don't I don't think we've seen any numbers on this, but I don't imagine um, with the decline of WoW, one has to assume, and this is anecdotal because Sean has indicated that he's sort of scaled back from playing that. Um, Diablo 2 res- Resurrected probably has not done as well as they had hoped sales-wise. Again, I don't know that for sure. I think they're trying to... Um, I think this. I think mostly these games could be released in 2022. I think they're not because they are trying to rebuild their reputation. Yeah. Because they don't want these they don't they don't want these games to come out dead on arrival because they've put way too much money in them, way too much investment in them, and they need these things to be the massive hits that they typically are. And I think yeah. that's really the issue behind why this is a delay all the way to 2023. Because, I, gosh, how long have they been working on Diablo 4? I, I know, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I really do. Uh, and and we got to see how that plays out. And I think you're kind of right, too, the sales for that Diablo 2. I think, wasn't it right around the release of that when the, the you know, what hit the fan with the accusations? It was very close, wasn't it? It, it, it was a couple months. months afterwards, but it, yeah. was, it was still, you mm. were still living. Oh, was in it the, still flat? Like, it would, well, yeah, you were still living in the wake of the controversy and it's still going on. I mean, mm-hmm. we're getting updates every week about, you know, stuff that we'll read about in a little while. But I just think that, I mean, look, I mean, what is weak sales for Diablo? I don't really know. The game could have sold 4 million units. I don't know. But on top I just, of get, what it I just get a, I just get a sense there's, 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 there's not a lot of enthusiasm behind it. No, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been in the mood. I, I, I was excited when they first announced it, but I'm just like, I don't know. Let me ask you a question. You don't have to answer if you don't want, but you, your wife, your mm-hmm. wife, uh, she loves the Diablo series. Yeah. Diablo two is what she, um, got started on. She used to play it. They used to, she used to go to a friend's house and link it up with you know, get linked up and play it. So that's, that's the one that she's, um, that she started on. I I don't, I've never asked her which one she prefers, which one she thinks is better, but she's, she's mentioned it a couple of times, but she's not, she's not been gung ho about it. And she hasn't purchased the two, this recent uh one yet. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Crazy. Anything to add, Chris? No. (laughs) I'm and, good. But at the same, in fairness to her, she doesn't necessarily know everything that's going on with the company. So that, yeah. you know, that really doesn't have much. I, don't, I wouldn't associate that with, I guess, with her decision per se. I guess. But uh, anyway. If I was going to say anything, um, of the two being delayed, the one that's more shocking to me is Overwatch 2. Yeah. Because I just don't think there's a ton of things that they're changing with that from the original. I think that's a hey, we know this engine is really good at what it does and we're just going to make it a little bit better and give it, you know, more interesting environments maybe than we had before. And then it's just about balancing characters. Am I imagining a single player element at all? Yeah, well, there is that, I think they said. But I I still, you know, I think they could... I I imagine that's going to be the one that releases before the other, right? Diablo 4, I'm not shocked. Like they work on these games for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and as I recall, Chris, Overwatch was your game of the year that year. It was, I man. Believe. I love Overwatch. It's a great game. It's um, legit. Mm-hmm. And that was I guess that was the last great multiplayer game before the era of Battle Royale. Yeah. That's that's fair to Probably. say. 
That was PUBG, I think, was that same year. <clears throat> PUBG. PUBG. Phil brought it out to the Xbox uh, presentation. Remember that? That was big. And then it looked like clay models on the Xbox. It was hilarious. They fixed uh, it. World of, well, we're going to keep on with the Blizzard news and, and talk about some World of Warcraft. Uh, they've been working on a number of small changes to older parts of the game that have not really aged well. Some of these changes include assets within the game that could come across as, quote, outdated. And the removal of a number of joke lines that players could deliver using a chat command. Much of the content in question could be perceived as overly sexual. These changes have been rolled out on World of Warcraft's public test realm, but are preparing to go live via a game patch. According to game director, and I usually just call him Ian, I do not know how to say this name, but we're going to call it um, Hazus Costas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just call him Ian because of that. Uh, on the other end, there are those who have expressed concern that we're almost doing this as a smokescreen. Rather than actually tackling the hard issues, we're just changing some words in the game. This isn't an or, it's an and. Let me say that again. This isn't an or, it's an and. We understand that we're not fixing systematic injustice by changing an emote in WoW. But why not do that while we're also working on a larger cultural unity and diversity and safety issues and more? It's a great question. The changes to be made are not, they're not, they're not going to be made by the developers. They're going to be made by human resources, senior leadership, CEO, you know, legal department, corporate calls. Yes. They're the ones that are, they're the ones that are spearheading the cultural changes at the company. And that's, and that's appropriate. It's Mm. not, it's not intellectually responsible to, to get, to get mixed up by going, why are you wasting your time with emotes when you should be fixing the real problems? Well, these are game developers. They're not fixing the problems. They're doing what they're supposed to do Mm, and they're doing it and they're contributing to it in their own way. So anybody who has an issue with this respectfully um, cut them some slack, man. Not a bad thing. No. Yeah. Well said. That wasn't a disappointing outcome from John. No, That was pretty legit. Yeah. But there was a disappointing (laughs) outcome because we have some feedback from Square Enix's president about the Avengers game. In Square Enix's annual report, President Yusuke Matsuda, probably didn't say that right. You said that perfect. Okay. Okay. He stated the following, quote, we overcame a variety of unexpected difficulties in the final phase of the game's development, including, uh, needing to transition to work from home due to the pandemic. We were able to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it has unfortunately no proven or not proven. I'm guessing uh, as successful as we would have liked. Nonetheless, uh, taking on the games as a service model highlighted issues, (laughs) right? I was like, I think I got that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I would have totally said gas. Gas. (laughs) It'd been like gas. (laughs) because <laughs> there's capital <laughs> S at the end. Uh, model highlight issues that we are likely to face in the future game development efforts, such as the need to select game designs that mesh with the unique attributes and taste of our studios and development teams. While the new challenge that we tackled with this title produced a disappointing outcome, we are certain that the games as service approach will grow in importance as gaming becomes more service oriented. I'm not shocked by any of this just because like, and it is funny. Like we just talked about their other Marvel game and I was very glowing of it. Right. Um, you know, and that to me 
was like Square you Enix. Know, you gave it an 8.5. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. It's the worst, game. worst game ever. Uh, hashtag facts. But um, like that felt like a game where they went to the studio and said, what kind of game do you think you should make? And they just let them decide versus it almost feels like with Avengers, the discussion came, how do we get Disney to give us this contract? And maybe the answer in their mind was, well, Avengers is their biggest property for Marvel. If we tell them that we can make this the destiny of superhero games and that they're not only going to get a ton of money up front, but tons of money from it being games as service for years to come, they'll give us the contract, right? Instead of maybe going, do we have a studio that knows how to do that type of game? And do we really think that works for what people want out of an Avengers game? And now they're kind of, you know, that was the reality that they had to learn was that you should have just focused first and foremost on making a great Avengers game, not about a stupid loot box system that really doesn't feel rewarding. And it's not shocking because it's really hard to do loot. You know, even Blizzard struggles with it when they release Diablo games. Um, you know, that's not what people wanted from this. Uh, I I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I I think everybody knew that this, everybody was excited and there was real hype for a games as a service Avengers game, not an Avengers game, mm-hmm. because they were very explicit about what this thing was. Mm-hmm. I think the problem was that Square Enix decided that Crystal Dynamics should do it. And the only way I think Square Enix could have had a, a real legitimate shot at succeeding at this is maybe have Crystal Dynamics do it. Okay, fine. But have a a very a very controlled consultant role from the from, from the folks that are doing Final Fantasy fourteen online. I, I really think I mean like a handful of people. I'm not saying the team, mm. but a handful of people going. Make sure make sure you're focusing on this. Make sure you're focusing on this. I'm not saying it would have been successful either way, but it seems. But I can't see what studio Square Enix had in their arsenal that could have successfully done a games as a service yeah. model for this. It's not that the, it's not that the fans were upset or asking why this was games as a service. I just think that no one has really cracked the code except for maybe Bungie and, you know, to some degree Ubisoft. But just you imagine know. if they had done this in with crystal dynamics and they had done it in the same way they did it with Eidos Montreal, where it's like, look, the Tomb Raider series was great. Go figure out how you did that and how you want to approach this game. And don't worry about what else it has to be for the sake of like business sense, right? Just focus on like the way Insomniac did. Focus on making the best Spider-Man game you can do. You guys focus on doing the best adventures game you think you can do. And I don't know. I think it might have been better served if that's who you're going to do. You're going to go to for that, right? Otherwise, it might have been better than forming a whole new studio and trying to poach off people from places like Bungie and Ubisoft and, you know, Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. I just don't think I I just don't think a single player Avengers game makes sense. And I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, per se. I mean, it could have been multiplayer would have been fine. 
Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do? Make a Call of Duty multiplayer Avengers game? I don't know mm. how that works. Are you going to you going to skimp off the model of um what? Marvel's uh, Ultimate Alliance? Ultimate Alliance? Is sure. that what you're going to do? Cuz I mean, that's already been done. I mean, mm. how do you make it unique? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're just a, I think you're just an idiot. <laughs> Not really. I love you. I'm sorry. That was over long. That was Yeah, <laughs> that just, was hard just so mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Be do, do, it be was so mean. We're going to let you do your own pivot <laughs> into the next thing you got to read. We're going to shut up and let it happen. All right. A possible sales boost could be in the making <laughs> for the previous, com- for the previous uh, topic. Speederman is finally coming to Marvel's Avengers on November 30th, uh, exclusively for PlayStation players. Uh, to just add more salt to the wound and remind people of this. The character is set to release with the Spider-Man with great power hero event in Marvel's Avengers. I don't get it. Which tell, which will tell the story through unlockable challenges. In addition to this update, power levels are increasing to uh, from 150 to 175. And the Speederman edition could mean a slight boost and sales and player activity in time for the holidays. Enough to make it make sense on a piece of paper? No, but it's going to increase traffic for sure, I think. Um, I don't, uh, only Chris can imagine, because I haven't played this game, what Spider Man looks like in this world, mechanically speaking. Yeah. Because Thor can fly, Mm. Iron Man can fly. Is there, is, is there a, you think he can run through all the missions? Probably. I'm sure he can swing. Yeah, well, yeah, no. I, I guess I guess I don't I'm not familiar with how the environments work to where it makes sense I mean, to have a Camilla a Kong kind of has her stretch thing that she does. So if mm-hmm. she can do that, I don't see why. Uh, why you couldn't do it with him. I don't know. I mean, okay. Spider-Man's in this game because the movie comes out a month later. Exactly. Or however long. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's why he's in this game. I want I still want to get <clears> this. Um and give it some time on PlayStation five. I know it's free on Xbox, but I, the fact that Spider-Man, it is, yeah. it was well, not free. Yeah. It's not <laughs> free. Did you But the fact that Spider-Man is on PlayStation, I got to say it's a se- it's a seller. It's a selling point for me. It's, it's, it's not that it's a good thing, <laughs> but it's a selling point for me. Well, apparently Nintendo has a selling point. And that is Mario Kart 8. Yes. It's called why, a system seller. Why? It is continuing to sell well. Um, so much so we have to ask ourselves, will we ever get a Mario Kart 9? Yes. According to... <laughs> 9! According to Nintendo's recent financial results, Mario Kart 8 has sold a whopping 38.74... Wait. 38.74. That's how I'll say that. Million copies. On Nintendo Switch. That's a lot of games, folks. It has now surpassed the lifetime sales of Mario Kart Wii. Also a fun Mario Kart, which sold 37.38 million copies. The game has also outsold Animal Crossing New Horizons, which sits at a nice 34.85 million copies sold. Loser. In addition, let's just add this in here. Ballin'. The lifetime sales of the Nintendo Switch has reached... 93 million. That's, that's a few consoles. That, that's that's and they, They've, uh, they've, they've 
tamp down their projections for the next uh, few months. Yeah. Um, by about maybe, I don't know, 10%. Um, because so they got, Mario they got, Kart 8 has officially sold more video game copies than GTA 5. No, that's not true. I did learn today watching mm. uh, Todd Howard because, you know, it's often been reported that uh, Skyrim Skull sold about 30 million. And that got brought up in his interview that I saw today. And he goes, no, 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 no. That's the unofficial number. The official number is much, much higher. <laughs> and I was like, wow. It's, okay. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, I, I keep waiting for them to talk about what the next gen upgrades are for this game. Have they even mentioned it? Because it's only a matter of days. Game comes out Friday. They had a thing came out the other day, I thought. Well, they talk about a lot of stuff, but mm. they said that we'll talk about later what kind of next gen upgrades not i don't know you know not content Haptic feedback bro yeah i'm not uh wait but uh, it's not coming on playstation is it or is it yeah they're releasing it there are they getting of course they are yeah you know, <laughs> it's gonna be everywhere again. They've, they've kind of been like clear anything that already existed they have no problem milking more money from it you know <laughs> as long you know, as i kind of like, want to buy it on playstation 5 all right yeah me too so what's your uh guys what's your favorite mario kart game of all time i would go uh, mario kart 8 I mean, it's it's perfect. At this point, um, I do love Mario Kart 8 because it, it blends new maps with old maps, and it's the newest one, but there's always going to be a place in my heart for Super Mario Kart. Fair. You ever gone back to play that? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, but my God, it's so I, difficult. I, I, was, it's, I, I ruled with that game, but I'm, I I went back the other day, and I was like, God, I yeah. can't do this. But my... But, um, yeah, I think you know Mario Kart Eight is definitely the best one, but I always, I've always had a soft spot for a Double Dash. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. That was a good one. GameCube, right? Yeah, yeah. Double Dash was fun. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only one I really uh, surprisingly because it's funny now because as you said, like this used to be the one that was top of the charts. The one I didn't care for. The only one was Mario Kart Wii, and I think it was because you know the whole entire idea was using the wheel at first, right? And that wheel was just, no, nah, man, no, nah, it was not working. Yeah. I'm good. Can I just hold a controller, bro? Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love that one either. To yeah. Be honest. Eight, At least though, it's not yeah. the one I played a lot. I didn't play a lot. Yeah. Well, they so. brought a bunch of maps into eight from that, or at least mm-hmm. some maps, the best one. So we got we got to play it in theory. To answer the the first question of that uh, article, though, yes, there are thirty eight point. Seven four million reasons why you will get Mario Kart Nine at some point. Maybe. Don't know when. <laughs> yeah, but you will get it. Uh, hey, speaking of Nintendo, they had some acquisitions, guys. Ac- Did ac- they acquisitions? Sure. Correct me again. See what happens. Nintendo no, has like stated accusations, and I was like, nothing's going on here, boys. <laughs> Let me tell you what I heard about. You been Donkey drinking? Kong. No, no. I'm one kidding. Bit. You're top notch. I'm just messing with you, Nintendo has stated that it's not ruling out the acquisition of new companies in the future, but is prioritizing investment in its existing studios. Nintendo noted due to the unexpected success of recent console or its recent console, sorry, has been put in a position where it is able to quote, reconsider how to most effectively utilize its cash in a variety of strategic and meaningful ways. That priority for now though is to invest and expand its current development capabilities, but that does not rule out a 
acquiring new studios. I'm, I'm trying to think who they would even go after. Mer- Mercury Steam, yeah, number one. That would be one. And I think that they should honestly never rule out not to not to say it's a for sale, but I really think they should consider trying to acquire Bandai Namco. That's hmm. what I was just thinking. Um, they just have a lot of. They just seem to have a lot of alignment, particularly with the JRPG scene. Um, I just think it would. I, I think that would be a good get. They probably they probably can't afford that company because I think they're I think they're a large publisher. But yeah, you know who knows. Yeah, be very hard. Buy to, Sega. Just buy Sega. It'd be very hard for uh, buy Sega and make Nintendo Online two hundred bucks a year <laughs> so that we can pay for it. It'd probably be very hard to convince Bandai Namco to give up the idea of like selling DBZ games to every corner of the universe, right? <laughs> Anytime soon, but. I could see it on the other parts. I, um, I would, <laughs> I'd buy platinum games if I could make them a s- exclusive studio. So maybe I mean, they already do Bayonetta for them. Um, they mm-hmm. do, you know, they, I, I'd love to see another astral chain game and a continuation of, um, what is it, Sean? Wonderful one Oh one. Yes. That would be cool. There's a lot of Nintendo-y stuff that Platinum has done and done well. I think it, I yeah. think that would be a good get. Give us They'd a wonderful 102, all right? Hmm. Add one more. Yeah. I just thought when they did that remaster that an announcement was coming for a sequel. But I never got it. Never got it. But you um, do get an Elden Ring update. You, but you mentioned Bandai Namco, so this is a good time to pivot to the next piece, John. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah. Speaking of my hemorrhoids, um, what? Here's some Elden. What? Here's some Elden Ring. I, I whenever I have a hemorrhoid, I call it Bandai Namco. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's but a fun fact. fact. That's a fun <laughs> fact. Bandai Bandai Namco has said the Elden Ring players can expect to see the game running at up to 60 frames per second oh, no. on new generation consoles and PC when it launches in February. It reminds me of the, uh, I'm interjecting here. Uh, it reminds me of when uh, you, f- you see movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they say inspired by a true story. Didn't really happen. Just means it was inspired. Just like it says up to 60 frames per second. That means 35 frames per second. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> is what you're going to get most of the time. Ish. Most notable for PC players, the frame rate will be capped at launch and be limited to 60 frames on consoles in order to get the performance up to 60 frames. Players will need to run the game via performance mode, which will adjust the screen resolution in favor of a higher frame rate. The game will also support 4k resolution and have access to Hadur HDR support with ray uh, ray tracing also available. I, we, we should note that uh, the PS five version of guardians, for example, has a performance versus quality mode as many next gen uh titles do so that's not that's not a surprise why 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 won't they just put it all together because some people want fidelity and some people want performance because people believed the lie of next gen (laughs) yeah we did cannot have it all (laughs) i'm still trying to get an xbox unless you're a pc player I'm just, I guess. I guess I can live with just 60 frames per second ray tracing in HDR and PC. See, <laughs> did you guys watch that event where they showed uh, the gameplay of Elden Ring? I did, and yeah, 
no. the moment oh god <laughs> like first they dropped down that dragon and i was like oh Whoa. hello and then and then they showed the map which i mean never had one of those in their games before and i was like okay <laughs> okay yeah yeah it was yeah. very cool yeah i'm uh yeah that's gonna have my money um it's gonna it's gonna give that man your money yeah yeah well something's give gonna that happen man i figure i figure you know considering again going back to todd howard that i'm not getting uh elder scroll six it sounds like till 2029 um <laughs> that gives me a decade to beat this game so you know it's good I'll be done with it by then. Uh, speaking of things, though, that have they got my money, it's mm. gone already. I've already, I'm already might as well take it out of the account. Is Hogwarts Legacy, mm. and we have some news on that. How did it work out that you were able to read this? That's awesome, dude. That's part of why you get certain things and whole <laughs> thing, John. Uh, while no release date has been made official, the game is seemingly set to release after the release of Fantastic Beasts. The Secrets of Dumbledore on April 15th. That's hype. Uh, the second major release of 2022 will be for a new console game, Hogwarts Legacy. The reaction to the trailer has been amazing, and it looks set to be a huge, huge success. <laughs> we know that gaming is such an important part of the market and one that we had to be involved in. From what we've seen, the launch will be well worth the wait. Will it? Can you just... Don't think that. And we'll deliver a unique way for fans to interact with the franchise. Kind of like when you went to jkrolling.com and had to figure out how to do the things back in the day. It's a lot easier now. I interacted then. I'm going to interact now, John. It's going down. I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to hang more Harry Potter stuff up in my room. It's going to be hype. You love you some Harry Potter. (laughs) I'm, I'm actually just, looking forward to see, uh, this game. I, I'm excited about its concept. Yeah, and I love the fact that it takes it doesn't. It's not tied to Harry Potter specifically. It's it's like I think when I what I heard was it was in like the 19th century. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, uh, Sean, that's the 1800s. What? <laughs> How that works? Uh, Elden Ring looks gorgeous. I'm looking what? at it right now. <laughs> oh, it's like John. We we talked. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. I could see a lot of uh boss fights from um Sekiro. Mm. I'm out. I don't mean they're difficult necessarily, um, although I'm sure they are, but it's reminding <laughs> me of stuff. He beat one game. He beat one game. You, you know, didn't beat one and then you ogre. almost beat that ogre. I you almost, almost dude and oh man. <laughs> oh I can well, you imagine you, if that ogre was in VR? Dude, I would have worked that ogre in VR. I'm going yeah. to put that out there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if if you haven't, go check. And that's a couple, like, I'm just telling you, it's worth it. It's a couple minutes long. Go watch the Elden Ring gameplay. Um, and if you're excited about me about Hogwarts Legacy, let us know. But for now, we have come to the very end of news. We have one more news piece. So that means we got to do a thing. Chris, do the thing. Finally, there's and Walker. <laughs> I like the look away. It's like a no look pass. Nice. Final Fantasy 14 and Walker has been delayed, but luckily only for two weeks. 
Just two weeks. That's a pay period, right? Right. And it will now be released on December 7th, 2021. I think I'm supposed to go to a show that day. Hmm. What uh, show, buddy? Uh, apparently a band called Cannons. There's a band called Cannons? Yeah. I believe I got talked into it after I'd had many beers. If you got talked into it by who I think you got talked into it by, that's going to be a rock show, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quote, there are several reasons for a postponement, but as I am the one overseeing all aspects of the title as the head of the project, the responsibility falls solely on me. Allow me to convey my sincerest apologies to our players, our warriors of light around the world who have been looking forward uh, looking so forward to the release of N Walker, I am truly sorry. I don't know who said that, but I believe them because it's in quotes. Um, thoughts and prayers to those waiting for the new update for N Walker here, right? Yeah, that's very interessante. Guess New World's probably pretty happy about that right now. Yeah, New World's probably like, hey, we'll take it. We'll take yeah. those two weeks, right? Win. <laughs> um. Sean. What's up, buddy? If you were to do news and there were yeah. no more news story, what would be the next thing to do? Would it be to wrap it up? I would I don't I don't think I'd ever wrap it up, buddy. John, what would you do? Wrap it up? Let's just pull out. <laughs> This is the part of the show where if you notice, if you're watching on twitch.tv, we say it's emails time because we call this whole segment emails. But you mother, right. you son of a, <laughs> so if you wanted to email us, um, I like the games uh, chat at gmail.com is how you would do that in theory. Well, I like going into the emails during the show and clicking all of them so that yeah. you guys think there's no emails. Well, here's the thing, John. I did that three hours ago. Because um, we can see the dates, and with that, how that plays out, John. Shut up. Yeah, we you can see technology. the dates and the received dates. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, maybe your internet service went down, or you don't have emails, and that's fine. So there's probably we got a ton of emails probably over on our Discord, right? We'll see. Um, so once again, if you want to send an email, we give you that opportunity. Weekly games chat at gmail.com something's changed. Anyways, go ahead, John. Well, let's check the Discord. <laughs> you mean go over to Discord? So, uh, yeah, that's the Discord. Go look. Um, I'm going into weekly games chat. I'm going to emails. Um, And I think we got one. We got one. We got one. What's up? First off, Draven. Hey, guys. Hey, hey buddy. How you doing? That's it. That's all the email. That's legit. <laughs> That's legit. Um, but also, uh, we got one from Cato the Granado. He just joined. <laughs> hey. Hey. Big fan of the show and have been watching 
since your Doom Eternal episode. Really love watching friends do what they love together. That's so I set the stage for the for this person. And John we? is so humble. Uh, and if you guys haven't already, which are you going to buy? Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard or Battlefield 2042? Well, oh, yeah. uh, I'm not buying Battlefield. And it, I was thinking today about how weird it is that Call of Duty, I could probably play it and I'm not. It's the first one in a long time. If um, it, I'm buying it, if you mean that the first person shooter game is actually just called Halo Infinite. If that's what you mean, then yeah, I'm going to play that one. But no, uh, I'm sorry. I've read, I've read, seen and heard too many bad things about uh, Battlefield 2042 uh, from its beta testing and such. And, and I just have not been a COD man for quite some time. So sorry. But John sorry, could get God, it. Sorry. I'm getting both of them. You're going to go John Rambo on them? <laughs> There you go. You heard it here, folks. Confirmed. John said he's buying both of them. Take that as 100% fact. It's guaranteed. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, think I've ever played any, any Call of Duty before. Hmm. I wonder how good you would be. We could, do, we could do a Let's Play series on that. John plays Call of Duty. I would love to see John get just twerked <clears throat> on a Call of Duty because he thinks he's good from The Division. And I have no AI. delusions about my skill level in a Call of Duty. Bro. I'm looking forward to just like our buddy Tate rolling up on him. Hey, John. <laughs> pop, pop. How was he that good? I don't understand. Uh, but that's all we got on our Discord email. But there's a lot more going on over there. If you want to check it out and you need your your pass to get in, you can find it on Twitter.com. And that's where we are um, at Weekly Games Chat. It's, uh, it's right there under our pen. If you search for us, you'll see it. But I did want to point out some things this week on Twitter, and I promised a tease earlier from the show. We had a direct message from our friend across the pond, Nat. I'll get to that in just a minute. But something I saw today that made me very excited, Todd Howard spoke, and this is we brought him up a lot today. Um, but Who? he said this about Starfield. It's, it's a completely playable game right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. good to go. Um, but he says this. Good go. Uh, the 11-11-22 Starfield date is in ink not pencil. How BA is that? Is, is <laughs> next year, boys, we're getting it. It's happening. It's also Halo 2's 17th anniversary. Yeah, a lot of big anniversaries here. And of course, um, Xbox and the original Halo's anniversary here on the 15th. Uh, Death Stranding 2 is celebrating its second anniversary today. Hmm. Wait, Death Stranding. Also, is what I meant if I said Death Stranding. Yeah, so, I was like, I, I didn't know we got a sequel, but that's... I didn't know what I just said out loud, and in my head I was saying some things um, and whatnot. So there was, uh, I told you this direct message. Let's go to it. Um, and and that, like I that's told a, you... That's that, called a DM. A DM. Yeah, it's called a DM. You can catch me in the DMs. And, and you guys remember we caught up on uh, with Nat on his, on his football franchise. He's been watching the games. Um... He said, the Patriots are good. He's enjoying watching it. And then he asked me kind of a question. And if you don't watch football or try to, um, and you may have this same question, maybe it can help you out. And Nat, I wanted to say it in case you didn't read this in time, but you did give me a thumbs up, so maybe you understood it. But he said, why do the games end? So this is a football game. 
when there's still technically time on the clock. And I basically said at that point, football games have a play clock and it could be that the play clock now outmatches the remaining time in the game. So the coaches concede because technically a play doesn't have to be called. So they just go ahead and get the end of the game festivities, handshakes yeah. and whatnot. There's no extra time in uh, American football. Yeah. And English football. I saw that this past weekend watching the premier league. Yeah. If, if, if you player gets hurt and things of that nature, um, the referees continue and they count it on his, on his little play clock, little handheld thing. And they add it to the end of the game In football. They just stop the clock. If you get hurt. Yeah. So have a play clock, it's a little different. Yeah. Like when we watch Alabama and 20 Tennessee players just happen to go down and then miraculously come back the next play, like nothing happened. Hmm. Wonder why they did that. Um, back to Todd Howard is when he says it's in a completely playable state, Mm -hmm. does he mean, a playable state in the way that Fallout 76 was in a playable state? Being the game they assisted with but wasn't the main producer of? Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. That's like saying that Alabama wasn't playing at their home stadium. It was different. Well, it was uh, it was <laughs> Bethesda. It was, What's happening? Bethesda What's Austin who did it. <laughs> wasn't Rockville. You're going to make me wish that – never mind. I'm not – you're not – I'm not getting trolled. What I'm excited about is when I scroll under our mentions, mm-hmm. and I see this every time I do this. It was brought to my attention. I've said this before, but San Andreas <laughs> is coming to VR. I can't wait. I cannot. Really? Here we That's go it. again. Um, the original <laughs> version of it or the, is San Andreas part of the trilogy coming out? Yes. Is it an updated version or is it the current version? It's the VR version. I'd imagine it's probably hey, based off the updated <laughs> version. <laughs> Uh, but that was brought, maybe I never saw it said this on air. That was brought to me, um, or us at our, on our handle by none other than hyper Panda. So thank you for that. Cause that was the first time I did see it. Panda. Uh, and also, uh, welcome to, um, at Kefka 2200. Uh, you tweeted at us that we are now your new show. Man. F kind of funny. <laughs> so what's up? Welcome. Well, I don't know if we want to be getting on Kefka uh, here. I mean, he did kind of blow up the world in Final Fantasy VI. So, you know, there was that. But, you know, it's been 25 years. We can get probably, over it. Probably fine. Yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> probably fine. Uh, and everybody who has followed us, we have followed back. If you want to be a part of our little online there on the Twitters, make sure you hit that follow button. We'll follow you back, and we may even read it on air. We appreciate you guys very much. Um, at this time, I want to remind you, this has been episode, what episode has it been, Chris? 332. Yeah, 332. Wherever you get our podcast, please leave us a review so friends and and um, people you know can find us just like you did. Uh, on our social media, we're at Weekly Game Chat everywhere. Twitter, um, that's our email hander, hander. <laughs> weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And of course, come see our Discord. We used to have a Facebook. Rip to that Facebook. It's still there in theory. <laughs> in theory. Hey, if you watch us on twitch.tv this week, thank you so much. You can you can tune in next week, next Tuesday at around 530. We'll be here. Um, at this point, I would like to look at my buddy Chris and my buddy John and simply just say game on, Chris and John. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, and Chris now it's, time, it's time for taglines. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Your mom's, oh, thug life.
Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. And we host the Pretty OK Gamers Podcast. Think of our show as water cooler conversations with a little less gossip and a little more geeking out. My Halo, I think, is Legend of Zelda. What? No way. Yeah. No. Who are you again? I'm Justin, and we're, we're <laughs> rather okay at playing pretty good games. No, no. Every week, we talk about games and their history, and even ask ridiculous questions like, are open world games even good? So come join us every Sunday on the HP Gaming Podcast Network. See you there. See ya.